Hello and welcome to another Laps Gamer Radio playlist episode. Following on from the recent Ballyhoo episode, we are returning to the world of Nathan Drake with 2012's Uncharted Golden Abyss. Joining me on the show today is LGR stalwart Andy and special guest Colm. Hello guys. Hiya. Good evening. Colm, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, I'm Colm Sheridan. I am Irish. I love potatoes. <laughs> and I am... <laughs> I am not a lapsed gamer, I'm more of a mature gamer. I'm 49 now this August, so I've been gaming most of my life, from what I remember, from Spectrum to SNES days to PS1. I got a PS1 actually when my son was born 17 years ago because I knew I wasn't going to get out much, so I decided, <laughs> what the hell, I'll get myself a PS1, and that's what got me back into gaming. Mm. So I've been gaming regularly since then, so yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan by by any means because I go through certain stages of buying crazy stuff and buying all the consoles on and all the games and try to. Uh, if it wasn't for my wife uh, stopping me, I probably would have all the games. <laughs> <laughs> so she is the. Uh, she is my. Uh, my conscience. <laughs> so. so what's your uh, go-to game at the moment then? Uh, probably. Uncharted 4 maybe mm. and then a bit of um, Dragon Age Inquisition oh, nice. and The Witcher 3 as well which I was just mentioned there before we started I lost my save so I'll have to start again oh, but it looks good so yeah how, much, that was, how uh, many hundreds of hours not, did you lose? Uh, 7 days and 20 oh, hours oh god sure. that's brutal so, Yes, it is brutal, but it's, it's, it's gas because up until this generation, I wasn't really into them, you know, RPG-type games, mm. you know, that would spend days and weeks playing, but The Witcher 3 is really, you know, it's just a fabulous game. Mm. It's just, I really loved it, and I can see where people would be browned off for it, but I just seem to love it, so yeah, it's given me a new uh, outlook on RPGs, and that's why I'm playing Dragon Age as well, so... Yeah, in my, in my opinion, that was like the the pinnacle of where um, fantasy RPGs have gotten to at this point. Was like, I played all of um, Dragon Age Inquisition and all the DLCs as well, but it can't hold hold a candle to um, to The Witcher Three. I absolutely love that game. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, too. new DLC um, just around the corner as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. really looking forward to that. Yeah, I just I downloaded Hearthstone there, and so I'll play that first, and then eventually I'll get to the the new DLC. Did you play the Hearthstone? Uh, what the DLC? Whispers of the Old Gods? Or, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah, the what the new card packs and and whatnot. Um, yeah, as I've, I've spoken about on a recent episode, I downloaded Hearthstone ages ago, um, played through all the tutorials and played a few matches, and then for some reason stopped. I re-downloaded it on my yeah. new phone. Um, and you can't replay the tutorial, so I've forgotten how to play it properly. And so, <laughs> oh, that's right, I remember you saying that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm having to learn again. I, I've tried playing a few <laughs> matches online and got absolutely destroyed. So I think I need to spend some time working out how to build my deck properly because at the oh, moment I'm awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's basically it. Um, and uh, I did have a Wii U at one stage and an Xbox One, but I foolishly got rid of them because I just hadn't got enough time to play them all so I'm just, I'm just sticking to one console and, mm. and the odd PC game now and again yeah. you know? 
I have a hundred games on my Steam list. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Steam sales are, are evil, evil things. Yep. Yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> you know, I just love to be the person that just buys one game and plays it and gets my value for money out of it. Like, certainly I've got the value for money out of The Witcher. But, um, you know, most games, I've often bought games over the years for, you know, on sale and be cheap and you know you'd bring them back six months later and I never touched them yeah <laughs> uh, we were due to be joined tonight by Lee um, but he's gone and had another kid so uh, we've given him the night off and we'd like to, to wish congratulations to all in the, the Howard household and uh, we wish them all well yeah congratulations yeah. Lee yeah. congratulations Lee. you might as well put your consoles up now for the next four years because you're not going to play any <laughs> he'll still be sneaking off to the bathroom with the Wii U remote to play Captain Toad's treasure tracker <laughs> <laughs> So, Uncharted Golden Abyss is an action-adventure game developed by SE Ben Studio and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. It was released for the PlayStation Vita. Um, it was a launch title, pretty much, wasn't it? Straight away? Yep, it was. Yeah. The game was released as, released as a launch title for PS Vita in Japan on December 17th, 2011, and then uh, it was released alongside the PS Vita's launch in North America on February the 12th, 2012, and then in Europe on February 22nd, 2012. Uh, Golden Abyss is set an unspecified amount of time before the events of 2007's Uncharted Drake's Fortune and follows series protagonist Nathan Drake as he searches the lost city of Quivira, aided by fellow treasure hunter Jason Dante and archaeologist Marissa Chase. Naughty Dog has stated the game is not a prequel to Drake's Fortune, but rather an original standalone story. So, what are our um, histories of the game? When did we? When did you guys first play it? Do you want to start us off, Andy? I got it a few years ago and traded it in when it came out on PS Plus, and then just never got around to it. And then it's only this playlist because it came on the playlist game, and Uncharted 4 was coming out. But I've just finally repurchased it on physical and played through it in the last week. So it's always been my intention to go to it, but just finding the time, mm. finding the impetus to do it. So this was it. And Colm, I picked it up at lunch. Um, basically, I went in, bought the Vita at lunch, and got the bundle. Of course, the bloke in the counter said oh we have none left and uh, he had to give me FIFA whatever FIFA football <laughs> instead I wasn't happy because I pre-ordered this thing you know what I mean I was going day one for this and I don't usually do day one but for me uh, the Vita was just uh, f- looked a fabulous machine and so I was all set for the old day one purchase and got my Vita on day one and your man rang me up Two hours later, and said, "Oh, we got a, we've got a copy of uh, Uncharted here for you." Um, so I went back in and picked that up and proceeded to play it. So yeah, that was the reason why I, one of the reasons why I picked up a Vita. So yeah, for me it was well. You you more than played it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, it didn't, <laughs> I, okay. I I have about ten platinums in my PlayStation Four <sighs> collection and. That's all ten. I've I say I just people on my friends list have a hundred and twenty platinum. Jesus, and I'm just gone. I've got three. Holy God! Yeah, well, <laughs> I thought I was I thought I was doing well with ten until I seen some of the friends on my list have like hundreds of, and hundreds of platinum. So I'm happy with my ten platinums, and of course this was one of my platinums. I've platinumed all the other the other uh, three uh, Uncharted on PS3 as well. Oh, wow. Uh, I even went as far as to get the Uncharted collection on PS4 because that's I'm yeah. crazy. And you can get another platinum. I don't know whether I'll, I'll get around to platinum. I, you know, I platinumed on, uh, the Golden Abyss over a, couple, a, a year, probably, you know, dropping in and out of it or whatever else. So, um, 
Um, of course, you know, to find all the treasures, you have to do a bit of uh, YouTube as well. Mm. So I'm no, no shame in that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, t- I thought this was a great game. Handheld, uncharted, mm. work, you know, can't get any better than that now. It's not perfect, like, mm. you know, no game is perfect to a certain degree apart from probably Overwatch or whatever and, uh, <laughs> yes yes it is <laughs> yeah okay there you go there's your confirmation listeners it's perfect and so um, yeah so I just I, I just love Uncharted I think it's they do the characters very well and story you know I mean they take a lot of stuff out of other games but the way they put it all together is very well done you know so yeah that's my claim to fame I platinum well as will become clear as we go through I didn't platinum it and don't really have any intention to platinum it because well we'll get into that later on <laughs> we'll start with the uh, the a brief outline of the beginning of the game so God Mist takes place a few years before Drake's fortune and begins in media res. Uh, Nathan Drake is scaling a temple on the side of a mountain somewhere in Central America, which is swarming with mercenaries hired by Jason Dante, who have orders to kill Nate on sight, orders which they carry out by firing an RPG at him when he climbs the side of a temple. The story then flashes back two weeks, revealing that Nate has been hired as an expert by Dante to investigate a dig site on a ridge in Central Panama. So what do you guys think of the opening of this game? Because this, uh, I, I mean, I haven't played Uncharted one, but I don't remember in Uncharted two or three them ever pulling this the the in media res trick of showing you what happens at the end of the game, pretty much or towards the end of the game, and then flashing Ooh. back to the beginning. Everything usually happens fairly chronologically, apart from brief sections in Uncharted three where you get those uh, flashbacks to when Nathan Drake was a child. Well, David, do that in two. Wasn't that in two? Oh no! Of course, of course. How can I even forget? Yeah, the train. The train. Oh my god! Yeah, I like one of the most memorable game openings as well. Oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking to myself, "What's yeah. he talking yeah, about?" Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, maybe it is a familiar trick then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the same in Uncharted 4. They do the same in mm. Uncharted 4 at the start as well, yeah. Okay. Um, and the boat thing, yeah. Don't give any spoilers. No, 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 because yeah. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting how the game sort of, well, showed you that th- right from the off that, that Dante was not a trusted person, not mm. someone to be trusted. And then it jumps you straight into two weeks before and you're you spend the first... I'd say about an hour or two yeah. in the constant company of, of Jason Dante. Uh, to be honest, even if they hadn't shown that section at the beginning, I, I still wouldn't trust him. He's a bit of a a bit of a slimy character. Yeah, he, he comes across as being that with, with his uh, snakeskin shoes and stuff like that. Was it snakeskin shoes? Yes, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Snakeskin shoes and a very expensive shirt. You just had a feeling he wasn't to be trusted. I suppose uh, this is probably jumping ahead to when we talk about the characters later on. But straight away, I had a problem with Dante as a character. As sort of, he, he came across as being a little bit too uh, one-dimensional. I guess um, he was just like the smarmy, wisecracking uh, Italian-American, almost gangsterish sort of character yeah. he didn't seem like an explorer type he seemed more like a successful great drake you know because he's the one who's made money you know yeah you know it shows you that he's got his you know with his shoes and his shirt and his almost like mustache you know all mm. these things and he was the one who's who does 
was like Drake, but he's been he's a successful one. Yeah, well, they're also like they're both thieves, but yeah. um, he doesn't seem to take that much interest in the historical aspects of no. uh, of these these archaeological sites and the, and the finds that they make. Whereas Drake does come across as being genuinely interested in that. Yeah, but um, yeah, what did you guys think of the the opening section, chapter one? I thought it was you know. Once again, you know, like we've seen in Chapter 2, it's another way that it sort of spoils the story for you, you know, like, it's not a massively action-packed opening like 2 was, but no. it's, no, no, because no. sort of, you're in this temple art complex and you sort of run a bit, I think you take a left mm. and then you have to climb up and you get, I think it's RPG'd down and then it goes straight into the past again. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like a strange one. You know, it's almost like, I mean, we talked about the book, I know, and the book, the start of the book was like, had a bond style. This is like, they're almost trying to create the Uncharted style where they put you slap bang in the middle of a story mm-hmm. and then leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger. Of course, you know, Drake's going to survive. Otherwise, how are you going to get to the end of the game? Yeah. <laughs> but but we leave it there and then we say, right, this is how he gets here to that position yeah it's an interesting way to do it you know it breaks up it's not it's different from what other games have tried where they just throw mm. you in at the start yeah and of course it's not very far into this level that um, we see the first of many Vita gameplay gimmicks <laughs> where you have to do the charcoal rubbings of the um, yeah. well like, there's a few areas that you can kind of it shows you that you can climb ropes using the back touch screen and you can like paint your way across cliff faces to do the climbing that way yeah. but then it's the first the first time where you have to use one of the, the Vita gimmicks charcoal rubbing rubbing your fingers on the screen to reveal oh. to, to do charcoal rubbings of some of uh, murals on the the posts the four posts at yeah. two ends of a bridge yeah um, I thought this was one of the more interesting and, and less annoying um, gimmicky gameplay aspects some of the other ones that i'm sure will come on to later i found infuriating and hated (laughs) (laughs) colin what did you think to the uh the opening chapter it was a bit annoying because you're hanging on on the edge and trying to shoot them fellas on the ledge and you just because you you know it's the first time you're getting used to the to the controls and so Mm -hmm. forth so i have to admit i'm not the best shooter in the world my son says i am crap (laughs) at first person shooters (laughs) and third person shooters so Mm. i don't know whether it's just reaction to slow reaction or just lack of accuracy or whatever but that was a bit annoying but yeah i thought it was your typical uncharted opening in in regard to it wasn't as exciting as two as andrew said so um it's just you just had a feeling this was just the opening scene, so it was going to go back to 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 before whatever three or four hours beforehand, so, or two or three mm. days before or whatever. So it's it's typical uncharted opening in that regard, you know. Um, as you, as you said, the gimmicks of the Vita were used to the maximum, more or less. Mm. Some good and some bad, <laughs> as we get to later on. Some infuriatingly bad, actually. Yes. Yeah, but uh, you know. They, I suppose they had to show off the the additional controls and, you know, the touchscreen of the Vita, which I didn't really find enhanced the game any anymore. I would have preferred if they didn't use them at all. Mm. I think it would have made for a better experience. But uh, some of them worked and some of them didn't. As you said, the rubbings were a bit fun and, you know, some of the puzzles you had to do 
so forth. So they worked okay, but other aspects of it just uh, oh, just so annoying. Yeah. To the ex- to the extent that it nearly spoiled it, you know, spoiled the overall game for you. So, yeah, we'll cover them, I suppose, at some stage. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's quite a yeah. straightforward sequence. It's sort of like introducing you into the into how to play the game if you've never played an Uncharted game, plus introducing you and how the the new mechanics uh, play in with with the way that the Vita controls. But it's just sort of like this is how you climb, this is mm. how you swing on a rope, this is how you shoot, uh, and I I mean I played first person shooters on console for a long time i'm not amazing but i can i can hold my own but i struggled a lot with this one as well and i, I don't think it's too much to do with with your with your skill it's more to do with those sticks yeah. the vita sticks are great for certain games they're not great for shooters yeah i think they're better for twin twin stick shooters yes like, um, you know um them type of mm. games which i'm not really you know mad about but they seem to work really well and and that type of games you know so um but certainly for but that's another thing that really gets to me as well with with these type of games is they always have to show you the tutorial first and you know when you're gaming for such a long time sometimes you don't need to go through the <laughs> you know what i mean you don't need that whole introduction every time mm-hmm. especially if you're after playing all the other uncharted you you know you yeah. get it you know you it's not it. as bad as it is in some games like Sorry yeah. to bring the conversation back to Overwatch again, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the tutorial... We're only 20 minutes in and talking. <laughs> we're going to have yeah. an Overwatch special. I'm going to buy that game tomorrow. I'm going to play it. And we're going to have an Overwatch special in six months' time. Definitely. <laughs> but, no, but in that game, when you jump into the tutorial, it teaches you like how to look up and how to look down and left and right and things like that. And it's like, if you don't know how to do that, this isn't the game for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But um, and if you don't have to do that, you shouldn't be gaming. <laughs> yeah. Else, you know? yeah, seriously. But I think this was needed on this one. If you think about it, it's a new hardware. You know, hmm. it's a launch title. Yeah. Um, but whatever this was, it it's it was designed, and I expect Ben Studios had a remit from Sony to say, you need to show yeah. off all the features of a Vita. You know, if I was yes, if I was. If I wanted to choose a game to show for features of Vita, I wouldn't choose Uncharted. I'd choose Tearaway, but that wasn't out of the time. You know, this was, and so it seemed, right, we've got this big license. Two had come out. Three had just been released, I think, in 2011 or so. Mm-hmm. And big name, right, we need to show off all the features, the bat pad, the motion sensor, the camera, the touch, the touch screen we need to show everything off of a Vita and they had to figure out how to put it. I mean, I would, we're going to discuss it further as we go along. But in terms of the rubbings, I quite enjoyed that. It seemed quite, you know, rubbing your finger across a pad. It was like, it felt a bit more like you were an archaeologist, that you would do something like this. So mm. that was quite good. It made the game a bit of an enhancement, a bit more interactive for myself. Yeah, and I guess they also had, they couldn't really... Because it's a, it's a new hardware, they, they had to also cater for people who pick up a PlayStation V2 who yeah. had, didn't necessarily have a PlayStation 3 and might not have played the other, un- at this point, two Uncharted games had already been out, I think. I think 3 had been out as well. Yeah. I'm f- Really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think 3 yeah. was out, yeah. Right, yeah. So you, they couldn't mm-hmm. necessarily assume that people picking up Uncharted Golden Abyss on the Vita had played the other mm. three on the PlayStation 3, so you kind of have to introduce them to the the mechanics of that sort of game. Although, to be honest, it's really straightforward um, third-person cover shooter with uh, 
very Tomb Raider-esque climbing and uh, exploration mechanics and whatnot. Just going to a point where you're being made about the controls. You know, we always mm-hmm. talk about the Uncharted series as a whole, and I, I ain't played 4, so I don't know what the shooting's like in 4, but we've all, we've, I've played the original trilogy and i played this, and the shooting is a bit off. Do you think the, pur- the developers have purposefully done that, or is it the Twin Six? Because I think I think it's got to be the sticks. I don't think that they would have set out to deliberately make it a bad shooter, but that is a problem that was that ran throughout the Uncharted series. Mm. Is that they that was the only thing that that, ever, that I could ever really criticise the games for was the fact that it right you have to shoot a lot of people uh, over the course of the of um, the main series in this game, I mean, a lot of people. Nathan Drake is a mass murderer, but. Um, the shooting has never been great. Um, part of that might be the fact that the sticks on the PlayStation 3 weren't amazing either. Mm. Uh, I didn't really get on with playing first or third-person shooters on the PlayStation 3 compared to, say, the Xbox 360. Uh, the sticks always felt a little bit too loose. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't say I haven't played. Uh, I haven't played 4, but I've, the shooting's a lot better in The Last of Us. Yeah, the, I think w- with four anyway they have uh, auto aim. Oh, okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm using it, but uh, <laughs> we're just saying it's there. <laughs> I may be using it on my first playthrough. Okay, <laughs> no, there's no shame in that. It's it's quite similar to Red Dead, uh, you know, with the auto aim and that. It doesn't work mm. always, but it works. It works a lot better than say, you know, the first three where it was well known, well documented that the the aiming on the Uncharted was, you know, you had to kill, you know, shoot them twice in the head before they drop, you know, that type of mm-hmm. thing. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, that's always been the way with Uncharted. It seems to be improved in the fourth one, from my experience, anyway. Mm. But yeah, uh, you might, yeah, I, I agree with Andrew. They probably had to do that because they probably had to base it on that somebody who, you know. There could be people out there that just play, mo- you know, handheld games and they don't bother with consoles. So if they were picking this up, they probably wouldn't have had any experience or they had to base it on that fact that people, you know, assume that people wouldn't have played the other three games or in the series. So, yeah, so that's a that's actually a good point, Andrew. So. And that was absolutely the case in Japan where um, the Vita sold reasonably well compared to the rest of the world. But home con- it came out during the time when home consoles were in a bit of decline. So that's an entire market that may not have played it on the on the home consoles. Uh, so yeah, after the, introdu- the introduction of the story flashes back two weeks, uh, revealing that Nate has been hired uh, by Dante to investigate a dig site on a ridge in central Panama. Uh, at the dig site, they encounter Marissa Chase, uh, Dante's partner, who uh, as a result of her distrust had tailed them. Uh, Dante receives an erratic call from Roberto Guero, a leader of a revolutionary army based in the surrounding forest, and leaves while Chase helps Nate examine a dig site. 
Both unimpressed that Dante had not informed them about Guero's presence, uh, they find the remains of a group of Spanish conquistadors who were murdered via poisoning by forces unknown. And this is where it introduces you to another one of the Vita's gameplay mechanics where you're, you're handed a skull <laughs> and you have to rub your hands along the back screen to, to rotate it and then wipe the dirt off it on the front screen to try and work out how this conquistador had died. Yeah. I found this mechanic quite fiddly as well. Trying to rotate things smoothly by interacting with the back screen of the Vita was really, really fiddly. I couldn't ever find any options to be able to turn down the sensitivity on the back screen at all. And you've got that little arbitrary number in the bottom you've got to complete 100% and you think you've wiped all and it's stuck at 98% or something you can't find the last piece of dirt to wipe <laughs> off. It, it was an interesting mechanic, but one of the ones that I didn't really like. How did you guys find that? The first one, I do remember that skull just rotating round and round and round. Yeah. Just like, it was like unbelievably <laughs> just spinning, just a spinning skull that you could never control it. I found the mechanic once again, it just, cause it just felt like the rubbings. So when you were doing it, it wasn't too bad. I think mm. as you got on, because you were like, what just a skull, later on you were like rubbing swords, axes, you were rubbing... F- things further down the line like um, a Spanish helmet yeah it got easier actually This, I think I don't know but that first one it was so sensitive it, yeah like I said it mm. just kept spinning but I've, I did sense or feel that it improved as the game got on so whether they reworked it as the game got on you know made sure that these things were spinning not so quickly but that first one was unbelievably stupid I think you just got used to it. I don't know. I don't think it got any easier. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is one of the little gimmicky things that's like, I'm going to compare this uh, with um, another game which makes full use of all of the Vita's little gimmicks, um, Tearaway. Um, And Tearaway got everything right that Uncharted Golden Abyss got wrong in terms of how to interact with the touchscreen and the various touchscreens mm. and the, the the six axis and things like that. Actually, I don't even think that Tearaway uses the six axis, but just interacting with the screens. Tearaway got, got it right and Uncharted, it just felt like a little bit like, I, I don't know, maybe they didn't have, maybe uh, Bend didn't have a huge amount of time with the hardware to actually work out how to implement this stuff cleverly. So they did their best and they didn't do an, an amazing job, uh, in my opinion. Most of the stuff just felt awkward and kind of shoehorned in, uh, like meleeing uh, an enemy where you like you tap on the melee button a few times yeah. and then you have to swipe the screen in a certain directions yeah. uh it, within a time frame otherwise you'll fail it and whatnot and i really didn't get on with this stuff at all oh, surprising i did i enjoyed that I f- yeah, yeah I, f- I think we have to remember that this while bender making this game the hardware's been made as well been finalized you know mm. so I think with the, like you say, the time frame they had and the amount and the equipment they had, and the because it was a launch title, they did a pretty good job with it. I mean, I'm not going to say that everything they did was brilliant, and that and when we compare it to Tearaway, um, Tearaway came out was it 2014? I think it was. Yeah. So the Vita had been out. They'd had more time. Yeah. yeah. So they'd had more time, but in terms of the combat. I quite enjoyed it. It just felt like QTE, like a QTE, but instead of pressing a button, mm. you were just swiping across the screen. Yeah. 
I mean, it worked really well in certain, like when you were doing, when you were moving around stealthily before an enemy mm. spotted you and you could just sneak up on someone, just tap the screen to pull off a melee attack. That kind of worked well. But when you're in the thick of a firefight and someone comes up on you and you're having mm. to go through this weird quick time event while still taking damage from people shooting you, um, yeah. I got a little bit tired. Yeah. Uh, how did you get on with the column? Yeah, it's similar, similar experience, especially, as you said, when you were in the thick of it and the bullets were coming ticking fast and some fucking comes up behind you and you have to start boxing the head off him and you're, you know, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to die. You're going to die. You know, it's simple as, especially when you're playing around crushing or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think as, as you said, as said, I agree with you because it was a new hardware, it was a launch title. It takes, you know, a lot, the developers a couple of years to get the hang of of a system and to get the most out of it and mm. tear away would be the example that they did they seem to do everything right and um yeah as this was a launch title they were more or less you know obviously they were told to add them in but they were added in more so as a as a as a gimmick to to, mm. to show what the vita could do and i'd mm. say if they made this game now you know they they'd use it better i'd say you know or not at all. I, I think, yeah. I think they could have. They could have. You know, it would have been better if they patched it maybe and allowed you to turn off them if if you were if so desired. You know, but um, yeah, because yeah. a lot of them were optional, like being able to when you're doing the climbing yes sections and you could like paint your path across yes. the screen. You didn't have to. You didn't have to do that. You could just you know climb yeah. the old fashioned way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe it's an un- unfair to compare it to Tearaway because this just seems to be something that Media Molecule are really good at. I mean, nobody really worked out how to use the, the PlayStation 4 controller to its full potential until they reworked Tearaway for the PlayStation 4. And then suddenly it's like, oh yeah, that, that's how you, that's how you use the, the touch screen and everything and the six axis with, with, and the, the, the speaker, um, properly in a yeah. game rather than just for it's, little gimmicks. The same with Little Big Planet as well. They, you know, they, they mm. had their experience on PS3 with that. So, you know, they, they're, they're very creative, you know, so it's, and, mm. and it's a different type of game as well. You have to remember that. So, you know, they're, that game is really creative and Uncharted 4 is action more so you know so yeah two different types of game but that must have been the spec they must have been told they had to use these and you know put them into the game whatever way they could and overall I think they did a good job you know none of them were were game breakers for me anyway you know Oh no, you planned on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's one particular aspect that luckily we might as well talk about it now. It, it didn't happen often enough for it to be game breaking for me, but I found the sections really, really annoying. Whenever Nathan Drake needs to walk along a narrow thing. <gasps> oh yeah. <laughs> and then every single time at a certain point, he'd lose his balance and then he had to balance using the six axis yep. or he'd fall to his death and he'd have to redo it yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Um, I hated those with a passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever I saw, whenever I saw Chase walk across a narrow path, I had to follow. I thought, "Oh shit, here we go again." <laughs> and the gas thing is, he, you know, he take the first six steps perfectly, and then all of a sudden he loses balance, and you're just going, "Just let me push on, please." <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you're about two feet away from the end. So you're yeah, like, "Come yeah. on!" And you're just, all yeah. of a sudden you go, <gasps> "Take a do." Yeah. And then, like, then all of a sudden, oh shit, yeah. yeah. It's not like the logs were thin or anything. They were fairly thick, you know. <laughs> no, no, they were big. Well, like, why didn't he just get down on his hands and knees and crawl across? 
yeah. it wasn't yeah. in keeping with the character almost like a brain freeze or something it was like <laughs> how do I get across this bridge yeah but it's, it also it was a little bit weird because this is Nathan Drake who can who can leap 20 feet and then grab a, a, a ledge with yeah. his fingertips and haul himself up but he can't walk across a narrow log yeah. Yeah. without falling over yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean if we talk about the controls that was annoying and also the one that I found annoying was in one section in where you had to use a light sensor. You had to put on the light. It was an interesting idea, but I ended up putting it my Vita so close to the light in the room and just kept fiddling it about and trying to get that eighty percent, ninety percent. It was just so difficult revealing mm. those words. You know, oh yes, oh, yeah, yes, the backlight. Right, yeah. Yes, yeah. Think, yeah. That particular aspect I don't think was was tuned to um, the British climate. No. Um, so whenever I came across that section, there was never enough sunlight to be able to do it. So that I'd have to turn on a lamp yeah. and yeah. hold the, the Vita That's camera yeah. right up to the bulb. That's what yeah. I did. <laughs> I used to put the lamp yeah. on and go over it. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, I don't think we took into account energy energy saving bulbs now. <laughs> because they don't produce, they don't yeah. produce enough light. So you were like, I, was, I kept having to go for from light to light to light just try to get this light 10% it was just such a pain in the ass and that that was the one I found the most difficult most annoying I think if I play it again I'll have to keep a torch <laughs> to hand just to shine into the camera to make it work <laughs> well you sort of get the hint about Guerra don't you because Drake keeps going to Dante in this Guerra's territory where the soldiers about and Dante goes oh no he's not around I've sorted it out don't worry about it isn't it they, they keep cutting the ropes yeah, they keep cutting the ropes so you get this hint that Guerra <laughs> is around um, and he's not a nice man no he's not but it just seems like I mean do you want to talk about the character of Guerra because we we meet him reasonably soon after yeah. don't we? I mean like um you uh, Dante goes off and you're you're noodling around with um, Chase with Chase, Chase for yeah. a while and then Chase reveals that she's got this golden amulet this this Aztec or Inca golden amulet and uh, Drake wants to inspect it but um, she won't let him unless uh, Drake offers her um, his well, help partnership um, partnership yeah, yeah partnership well you, you uh, so they sorry we also mentioned uh, Chase's grandfather who was uh, the explorer who we, you know he's dead obviously yeah. and that's one of the reasons why they go looking for him as well so. well that gets mentioned a little bit later on it's just there's sort of like hints to him uh, like at this point like you hear Dante talk about um when when Dante's talking to Guerra and he says something about how Drake discovered more in 10 minutes than the old man did in 20 years but at that point you don't know who the old yeah. man is and you don't know who you don't know uh, Chase's relationship to the old man mm. but then like yeah you you kind of you, you're exploring for a while and then you you start to to hit, to suspect that Dante is working with Guerra and then not long after that they run into to Guerra and um uh, a couple of his men and uh, Nate gets knocked out and then wakes up in a, a warehouse that's on fire <laughs> <laughs> immediately yeah. now uh, this whole section I really enjoyed apart from the seemingly endless waves oh, of yeah. enemies and the fact that like you'd go into an area 
um, enemies would spot you. You'd get into a firefight, which I imagine would be pretty loud, especially when you start lobbing grenades about, about, and then move on about 50 to 100 feet or so into the next area, and everyone seems to be completely unaware that the firefight's been happening, uh, and nobody seems to be trying to put out the fire. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although there is a bit of a reference to that when Guero shouts at one of his yeah. guards about how nobody nobody's putting out the fires. Um, but yeah, that that whole section was um, was really fun. It was it was like the first the first bit in the game where they tried to introduce like a traditional Uncharted like big spectacle sort of set piece thing. Um, and uh, I mean, if it wasn't already evident from the sections where you're running through the jungle, um, it game really really does show off the like the graphical yeah. power of the vita oh, yeah. which yeah. i mean if you try to blow that up onto a big screen tv it would look horrible but for a handheld system it looks absolutely gorgeous yeah like far more than than anything you could get out of say the 3ds or even the probably even the new 3ds um it's a it's a stunning game yeah i mean it's colorful like you know, like like Drake's mm-hmm. fortune. So it's not brown, but <laughs> you're right. It's unbelievable. Drake moves like Drake. I mean, they, they yeah. had, I mean, Bend had access to Naughty Dog's animations, so they, I think we were able to transport our base the movement on mm. what Naughty Dog had done. So it is a you know, it's a beautiful game. The vistas you get later on, you know, the backdrops are unbelievably stunning. It is a brilliant game. You can tell it's pushing the Vita quite. You know, heavily. Um, mm-hmm. And as a showcase game for the Vita, you just go, I'd give it to someone, look at this. You know, this is how stunning and how powerful the Vita is. Like, it still runs in the, the cinematic 30 frames a second yeah. that the other Uncharted games on PS3 had run in, but like, there was never any point that the frame rate hitched or anything like that. And I never had any like graphical issues like screen tearing or anything like that. Um, Drake's eyes look quite funny. Yeah. The same as all the other characters. The eyes look a little bit odd, but like the facial animations and everything like that, uh, and the way that the characters move was very natural. The voice acting as well. Like I thought when I first played the game, I thought that this is like, you know, this is sort of like a, a side game. Not not a knockoff game, but like not mm. a mainline Uncharted game. And I thought that they've maybe the like the voice actors may may have phoned it in, but they didn't. It was really impressive. Dante aside, I didn't think he was a particularly great character, but um, but uh, uh, Nathan Drake himself and Chase are both both voice acted incredibly yeah. well. Nolan North was just once again brilliant, but I don't think he could. I don't think he could do a bad job if he no. wanted to. He's a really good voice actor. Nate, be careful. <laughs> Come on, I always am. I really liked the character of, of Chase as well. Like, apart from a, f- a few moments, well, more than a few moments, where she played the damsel in distress and Drake had to rescue her or set up on the on a, a ledge somewhere with a sniper rifle and try and kill enemies that were going in to kill her, to take her out or whatever. On the whole, she's quite a strong character. Yeah. Um, which is something that is quite common throughout the Uncharted series. Is like, all of the female characters in those games, uh, on the whole, are... Uh, well-rounded and strong characters mm. and she was no exception to that yeah that's nightmare uh, section you mentioned actually that that was a that was a real pain for me i just the sniper yeah bit. i just remembered because <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know because the screen is so small anyway and you've got you know you had your sniper okay but i thought the sniper aspect of it handled well with the gyroscopic you know you could move you had to move the thing around to 
aim at the characters. Mm. I thought that worked well, but for me, I was just... Uh, that was a nightmare section for me. And I find most mm. Uncharted games always have a, a particularly tough part to them that I just don't get along with. And this was my... Oh, God, I, I hate this one. <laughs> this section, you know, mm. so... Talk about Chase's character. I mean, this was one of the things that the Game Sutra article talked about, and she was altered quite dramatically from when we first put her in. Mm-hmm. Because the playtested the game, and the playtesters hated her character. Really? Yeah, they, re- they, yeah, they did. They called her a wimp, whiner, and a bitch. Really? <laughs> 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 yeah, look at when you read about it, they made her less aggressive and critical. Cause you could sense a lot. Of some there was still some hints of her criticizing, you know, Drake about his like amazing like monkey-like abilities to leap from place to place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole uh, she keeps on joking about how he must have been raised in a circus. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they changed a lot of responses to her, and then they sort of made her less wimpy. So they changed mm-hmm. certain things. I think it was when you talk about the sniper section, she's been choked or something, and they said that she's been choked in the original version. Drake had so many seconds to use his sniper off to take the chase out, or chase would die. They changed it so that. Chase mm-hmm. kicks the guy and runs off. Drake still has to protect her, but it's giving her a bit more agency, more authority of her own character. Mm-hmm. So it seemed that Ben talked about it and they said they were quite surprised at what the um, testers came back with, but overall they said it was worth it, so they improved the character. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's a good character. She has to be because you spend pretty mm. much all the game in her company, and it would have been ruined if she was a bad character. No, I thought she was a good character. Mm. Nate wakes up in his warehouse that's on fire and has to escape it and he's in sort of like a a shanty town set up in the middle of the jungle with all these guards that you have to fight your way through and then finally you get to Guero's office uh, because he's, he's taking Chase's amulet and she wants it back uh, and this is this brings on another couple of little mechanical things that I think had happened uh, earlier in the game as well there was the first one is using the camera to take pictures of things you have to take photos of the maps that they can't take with them mm. that particular mechanic was wasn't too bad because it would just tell you what was like the target zoom and you just zoom in that amount take a picture and you would usually get 100% the other one I found quite fun which was the um, the jigsaw puzzle aspect where you'd find like a torn up document and you'd have to put it back together um there's i think there's one there's like some some document earlier in the game and then in this particular area you find a wanted poster for guero and you have to put the pieces back together on the screen i don't know why it but i found that kind of a fun little distraction yeah that's the poster um i found a poster as well there's a couple of posters as well you have to uh Mm. put them together and yeah you had to turn them you could turn them as well I found that a bit fidgety now to be honest with you but mm. uh, yeah but it was okay I mean it was it was a fun distraction I suppose Ooh. yeah a nice little distraction that yeah. did something with the Vita's hardware that wasn't trying to balance on a pole so in in, uh, in comparison to the whole balancing thing I, I liked everything else <laughs> <laughs> that they tried to introduce to the Vita I hated those sections so, so much basically what you're saying is if you had the option to turn them off you would have loved this game even more yes I would uh, yes <laughs> yeah I would have um uh, yeah, I would have. Yeah, get rid of all of that stuff. I would have been quite happy to just play through the game as an Uncharted game without mm. all the the side stuff. But you know, 
it's in there so you have to get through it all so chase managed to escape the shanty town have a big firefight on the edge of a river and a truck comes in with a, with a machine gun turret on it and you shoot some explosives in the back of another truck to blow them all up and then they get confronted by guero again uh, on the edge of a waterfall and Nate pushes Chase in and then jumps in himself. And then you've got that whole, uh, they call it a mudslide, but it looked, it looked yeah. more like just like a raging rapids thing where you run, you're going down a river and you have to tilt the, the controller left and right. Yeah. Another, again, another silly little gimmick, but comparing that to a similar sequence in the Tomb Raider reboot, <laughs> I found this a hell of a lot more doable than that whole sequence. <laughs> Yeah. Less bloody as well. Yeah, and could, yeah, yeah. So the screen would just fade to black if you'd hit too many of the rocks, and you didn't get a scene of yeah. Nathan Drake being impaled on a wooden pole or whatever. But um, that I like the uh, that's something I was really impressed with. Is, is uh, again coming back to the, the graphical power of the of the Vita with this game. It's like the, the water effects look absolutely stunning, especially in that sequence. Yeah. It didn't look like a game that should be on a handheld system. No, definitely not. No. Mm. It certainly looked like a PS3 it, game. Yeah. Quality wise. Yeah. Yeah. It was comparable with the first Drake's Fortune. Hmm. First Uncharted. You know, Cosmo sequence, it was a bit fiddly though, because I just kept banging it. Across to me, I think that's one of the most difficult bits of the game for me. I just kept hitting rocks, because I think it was close to the end where it was like left, right, left, right, so quick. Yeah. But I think I got through more by luck than. Um, and a bit of skill on my own part. <laughs> yeah, it took me a couple of attempts, uh, but I was kind of turning the Vita as the, with the bends in the river, and I don't think you're supposed to be doing that because he just turns with that automatically. You're only supposed to turn the Vita to make him shift left and right to avoid the rocks, and it took me a few attempts to actually mm. get that's what you were supposed to be doing. Um, it was a bit of a challenge, but, you know... Again, nothing like that section in the Tomb Raider reboot, which I absolutely <laughs> hated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think everyone who's played that game knows yeah. that, but it's one of the few parts of that game that stuck out in my mind <laughs> because I hated it so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think there's some, uh, there's some treasures as well you have to get along that bit of stretch of the water. Yeah, and you have to tap them. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. You have to tap them at the right time as well as avoid the things. Oh, that was a bit of a pain, but yeah, I got there eventually. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, I've got through that section three times now across various playthroughs and I've never bothered trying to pick up any of the treasures in any of those areas I, to be honest, this is something that like one of the reasons I'd never platinum the game I think is that apart from the little treasures that you come across on your way to exploring like you'll be climbing up a cliff face and you can see the path that you're supposed to go down but you can see off to the side there'll be something shiny and you'll go up there and grab it but some of the the, the placement of some of the treasures were a little bit odd like mm. There's a bit where you're trapped in a big warehouse area in this shanty town that's on fire, and you're what, what what feels like supposed to be a race against the clock to get out. But there's loads of treasures in there as well, so you keep on going like, "Ooh, we'll stop, we'll uh, <laughs> stop, stop and grab the shiny before I move on." And it just felt a little bit out of place. Um, and the same as like, I don't think Nathan Drake would be reaching out for for treasures as mm. he's being swept down a raging rapid. Yeah, I think it takes mm. away from the the whole urgency of that you set pieces when you have to do that as well um, as as you mentioned in the burning uh, warehouse like the first thing you want to do is get out you you know you, if you if you have a reason to go back and be looking for treasures it takes away from the whole experience I think you know yeah I think in this game as I played through I collected all the treasures and I managed to get them all through and because I'm one of those people who likes if it's treasures to collect 
on the way through a game I'll collect them as I go through the game instead of replaying oh, it yeah okay. um, but I found in this Uncharted there was so much to collect that for me it was stop and start stop and start because I kept watching a YouTube video so I, I wasn't going to waste my time looking for these things I was watching a YouTube video as I was playing through but even though it's a fair it's, it is a linear game some of the things were off to the side you know it's a bit more open than some of the other Uncharted games in the sense of where the treasures are but there was so absolutely so so many to collect you know there were so many puzzles to complete there were so many photos to be taken it it almost seemed there was just too much mm-hmm. yeah. you know like I think if you remember the first few Uncharted the first Uncharted were about 40 odd treasures I don't know I think it was about 100 and odd something you know when, when you put everything together you know all the little bits of paper all the scratchings all the um, photos to be taken I just felt there was a hell of a lot of um, treasures to be just collected and maybe too many yeah and they all had every time you picked one up it would unlock a card and there seems to be this whole sort of side game with cards that I never understood did you guys ever get that no I never I never got into it I just um just see that you 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 mm. upped your card for a certain character or whatever uh, if you got a certain treasure or whatever but um I never got into the card game no I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't mm. be a mad card game fan like Hearthstone or any of them things so never no. never interests me so yeah. yeah it just seemed like a little well, weird addition yeah well this was part of a patch we patched it in Oh right, okay. So, so, so beforehand, you just collected treasures just for no, just for nothing. Um, you collected treasures, but what I think what the, what I believe is they patched it in that it would connect to the Uncharted card game that came out for the Vita after this. That's right. right. Yeah, but yeah. it's an interesting thing to do where it connects it to it, you know, and it helps improve your deck of cards, I suppose, in the new in the card game but uh, it was patched in afterwards mm. no I suppose if you're into them card games it probably added an, another dimension to it mm. so but I never got it so I think you had to buy the cards separately anyway and it was a separate game then after that wasn't it I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was a separate game yeah so um, we then move on to uh, Chase and Nate's back at the, the house of uh, Vincent Perez, who we discover is uh, Chase's grandfather. And um, she explains that, uh, that the Vincent Perez found that this golden amulet among the ruins on the ridge and spent 20 years trying to figure out what it was. Um, but then the year before he was diagnosed with terminal cancer, which made him desperate to solve the mystery, um, he, contacts his, he contacts Dante, he was able to negotiate with Guerra for access to the site, but then three months ago, in uh, at the point of the story, um, he disappears and Dante takes over the ex- excavation. Uh, in Perry's study, uh, Nate discovers the symbol from the grave marker on the cover of a book about an organization called the, the, the Setes Cidades. Am I pronouncing that right? I think. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. But anyway, yeah, that's it. they're an obscure Christian religious order with roots stretching back to the Visigoths. <laughs> 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 they always come up with these ridiculous um, yeah, yeah. story points. Um, but yeah, it's explained that when the Islamic Moors invaded Spain in the 8th century, legend tells of seven Spanish bishops who set sail with treasures of Spain. Uh, apparently, they went on to found seven cities of gold, and the Seta Cidades was an order dedicated to finding these cities. 
Um, using this, using Perry's research, Nate is able to translate the words written around the edge of the symbol. Um, and he noted that the chamber would have been a holy place, a sanctum for the secrets of the order and a potential location for it, which Nate manages to instantly find on a map just by looking at it and say, there it is. And so off they go. Um, now, at this point, um, my memory is going to fade from this point on. <laughs> when I came to replay the game, this is as far as I got. I have played through the game all the way through twice before, mm. uh, but it has been a couple of years. So you guys are going to have to help me along. Um, Andy, you've played it most recently. Um, the next yeah. section is like you, you, you go along to an area and you find uh, Perez's van, which is obviously yeah, oh, pickup truck. Sorry. It's obviously been yeah. there for a long time. Cause it's kind of rusting and yeah. Yeah. Do you want to explain what happens in this next bit? Yeah, but we'll just go back to that scene. You know that scene, that scene in the Grand Mm Study? There's a lot of treasures to be done there, and I didn't realise, because all I saw was these shining objects in this cutscene. I was like, all right, they're quite shiny. Yeah, are you supposed to tap on the screen during that cutscene? Yeah, I didn't realise that. Ah, I had to rewatch it and tap it. See, I (laughs) wondered. Yeah, I saw saw things shining, and I thought, okay, there's obviously going to be a bit in a second when this cutscene's done that you'll be able to walk around the the study and pick them all up, but then, no, you don't. And I never realised that, yeah, you're supposed to tap on the screen to pick them up during the cutscene. But, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I had to redo that twice. Yeah, I failed for that one too. I didn't tap on the screen either. I said, I'll wait till the cutscene and I'll just walk around, mosey around. No, you don't get to mosey around. No. No. Yeah. No, because it cuts you off to the... um, next temple doesn't it yeah like the next bit of the jungle i'm just mm. gonna take this off wiki because of what it happened to me with this story it just seemed to blend into one quite a lot yes yeah it did i don't think the story is the strongest aspect of it i think it's an interesting one maybe the settings are different enough no there's a lot of jungle yeah and a lot of S- temple in jungle yeah yeah this is it so we follow further clues, um, referring to a sword of Sir, sword of Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we follow the find Perez's um, trail. Um, they find his truck, and they find him. They find Perez, um, who succumbed succumb to his illness, and that leads Drake to suspect that Denisa had deliberately misled um, Corando for reasons unknown. Um, now, Denisa was a member of the sect. Or Sete Sidatis. Yeah. So they follow the runes to a crypt, they find the sword of Stephen, which you have to clean again with your finger. <laughs> and <laughs> you could have just, you know, I felt like we needed tissues with this game at some stages. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the screen used to get mildly after if you touch it. <laughs> Why doesn't Nathan Drake carry around some wet wipes with yeah, it? I know. I know. I mean, I won't be cutting. I won't be cleaning that side with my finger just in case I cut myself and got some <laughs> Yeah, disease or something. You know, yeah. like infection. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of years old, and God only knows what he pick up with that. <laughs> How he hasn't lost half his body, I don't know at this stage. I know. Uh, he must be stoked up on malaria tablets, trick. Personal immune system. His medical biz must be phenomenal, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope he has good health cover because the, the NHS wouldn't cover all that stuff. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so the final sword of Stephen, which is a personal sword of Esteban, Denise's guide. However, they're interrupted by Dante and Guero. Guero's men have got in front of you somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 
Yeah, you see, you're following. You're you're ahead of them, and they just blow up a roof or something and just come trailing in with their drop ropes. And you think, what the hell are they doing here? You know, we have followed you, Drake, but we have beaten you to it. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a running team for most of the games because you seem, I, I, if I can remember correctly, it seems to be we were always ahead of the protagonists, but then all of a sudden they'd catch up on you and, and you, you know arrive on the spot when you've just discovered something new you know it's just uh, yeah. but I suppose mm. that's to keep things flowing you know keep they always going. arrive en masse with yeah. lots of heavily armed <laughs> men yeah. and no matter how many hundreds you take out there's always more coming at you they must yeah. they must be getting paid yeah. very well man these people <laughs> I mean there are some jokes about Drake mentioning the fact that they set up these massive what it gun turrets all over the place. Yeah, you know, so he's like, oh. but I mean, Guerrero himself. I don't know what you thought about him. I thought he just, well, I think especially, just seemed another South American drug lord, yeah. rebel leader, or whatever. There was hmm. nothing in particular. The only nasty thing he did was throw one of his uh, walkers down the, when the lift wasn't working. Huh? That was probably the most <laughs> nastiest thing he did. And that was, you yeah. know, at the time where you say, well, he's a bit of a bad boy, but, you know, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Sorry, while we're on the subject of where I never fully understood his motivation. So um, he's leading an armed rebellion, uh, presumably against the government of, I don't know what country, and is it Peru? Yeah, f- yeah. I think so. He's leading a like an armed rebellion against the government. Um, and he's going to do that by finding some ancient treasures mm. yeah I never I never fully understood it like at, at least when you had these sort of characters in say the Indiana Jones films you kind of understood their motives but and to, to a certain extent in the the other Uncharted games as well but I never really understood his why he was doing what he was doing I don't didn't he fail the rebellion and this is why he's trying to get his rebellion back again or try to fund it well, given like judging by the number of, of uh, <laughs> soldiers he has and the amount of military hardware yeah. he and explosives <laughs> and gun turrets, yeah, he's got a small army. You'd think he'd be able to take over the country, but <laughs> yeah, maybe he was trying to take over the world once he got all the stuff together. I do remember this whole section. Um, I think before you before you come across the, the, the like lots of the fighting in that area, where you where you're first investigating the tomb. Uh, I'm trying to remember correctly. There was a little puzzle aspect, and I I remember when I last played through all the way through, getting horrifically lost a number of times trying to work out exactly where you were supposed to go um, mm. around this around the inside of this temple. Like like the, the you know they on the whole, the game sort of like highlights bits that you can climb on. Mm. Um, and there's a bit where you're climbing around walls and then climbing on statues and trying to reach a particular point, and I. I got lost quite a lot in that area. It's something that happened a few times during the game, usually only momentarily. Mm. I'd get a little bit lost and think, I, 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 right, I don't know where I'm supposed to go next. And then I'd find out reasonably quickly. It's, it's a minor problem. It's nothing yeah. major. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't at any point think, right, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to look up a guide. But, mm. um, some parts of, of the exploration puzzle bits were not amazingly well signposted. But maybe that's just a comment on me as a gamer. 
No, I think there's, <laughs> there was a section because I think when I'm going back to the Game Sutra article, they've mentioned that the playtester took 16 hours to play through. Yeah. And one of the things was there was a section later on in the game, you know, when he's like looking for statues for rubbings. That's the thing I'm looking That's the That's the point I'm thinking about. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, later that's on later the on in the game. Yeah. But people were getting so lost the, um, that it extended the game by two, three hours. So yeah. what they had to do, they had to knock holes through the roof to make more light, mm. um, make it more signposted. Yeah. I mean, on that <laughs> section, I got lost on that. But yeah, it was it was yeah. adding three hours to the game. People were getting so much so lost in it. Yeah, I didn't quite get stuck for three hours, but it did stump me <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the end of this section wasn't the... Um, Chase is captured and basically Again. Drake has to give up the sword. Yeah, and Drake has to give up the sword. Um, off for Chase, doesn't he? Mm. Has to give it to Guerrero. So um, Guerrero takes the sword uh, and Chase and pushes Dante off a balcony. So Drake now is teamed up with um, Dante um, to escape the ruins and Guerrero's army. Mm. But he's able to square us, able to escape with Chase. Okay. Yeah. And isn't it this point where you've sort of, you, you get the break, isn't it? Dante decides to hire an army, you know, because he says he's got all the money to rescue Chase and avenge himself on Guerra. And Drake wants to, doesn't want to bring the army and wants to go get Chase himself. And he's more of a personal reason. Yeah. At this point, if we pass the section with the statue puzzle... Is that the one where you get the rubbings, or is that the one... <sighs> it's where you have to move seven statues into place based on the items that they're holding. Oh, yes. And you have to move them on a board. Oh, a yeah. giant board, yeah. I, oh, that I, was I, a pain. I, Yeah. I have a confession, I, mean, I had to Google that one. Yeah, I think I'm I did sorry. as well, and and then felt it then felt really stupid when I googled it because it wasn't actually that complicated. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that bit stumped me. I have no problems using a guide when it's needed. No, no, not- that was that was that, that felt like a very uh, you know it, it, compared to some of the other things where they'd thrown in like jigsaw puzzles and stuff like that. Uh, this felt like a proper uncharted sort of puzzle the sort of thing that you'd yeah. expect to find in one of the, the the mainline games there was a lot quite a lot of puzzles in the game itself you know you, um, you know you had these like we said sorting out the little jigsaw pieces together mm. um, and you had all these type of puzzles so I thought it was quite good in the sense that they put those in it wasn't just go through this area kill all these guys go through this area kill all these guys it you know and in particular, the first half of the game, I thought, was very orientated towards puzzles rather yeah. than shooting. I mean, that will change as we get further on. Yes. <laughs> so... Here we have um, the introduction, I think it's about chapter 22, of um, Victor Sullivan, Sully. Hey, Sully! Yeah. So, and Drake is here to try to convince Sully to come and join him and help find Chase and finish Perez's work off. He he convinces him, doesn't he? And it's that typical banter that that you're so used to in Uncharted. 
because despite the banter Drake's got with Chase, it's not the same, isn't it? And it it does feel like coming back to two old friends who like each other with a lot of history together and and we sort of like maybe have cheated each other at times but do trust each other yeah definitely yeah it's definitely a big brother um more father and son and big brother type of relationship they have so yeah yeah and it was good that they had uh, Sully in it you know it's a bit more familiarity with other uncharted games yeah I mean they were planning to cut him out totally not have him in at all All well they pretty much did Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but it does help it does help you know it it brings it does does link to the we made quadrilogy now um, to have him back so the two follow a map made from charcoal rubbings of symbols found on the sword yeah because you had to rub it didn't you on the sword and you had to put them all together one of the many charcoal rubbings yeah (laughs) To a temple complex believed to house the entrance to the mythical city of Quivera. Now, Quivera is one of the supposedly cities of gold, one of the seven cities of gold. Mm. This is where they complain, um, they find a, um, was it a canoe? And this is where you have to use your finger to push the canoe oh, yeah, over the river. Yeah. Um, and the moaning, the fact that, as it, Sully lost the map. Uh, no, Sully lost the GPS. <laughs> Dropped the GPS. So all we're doing is take having a go at each other. Um, well, Drake's having a go at Sully for losing the GPS. They get lost. Um, they almost fall down a waterfall because Drake looked at the map upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so, and here, is it, this is a bit where I found this... This is a long battle scene, isn't it? Where... Sully's in one area and you're mm. in the other side of the river and it's one of those levels where you're trying to do other things you try to beat so I'll try to find treasure beat the gunmen that are firing all over the place and it just and all you can hear is Sully going I'm on I'm, I'm getting fired upon I'm getting fired upon still getting fired upon come on where are you need help and he's just like over and over again oh, for fuck's sake yeah I'm getting there as a fight on the CV Dante's mercenaries um, they're a bit more equipped than um, Guero's men yeah and they're a bit harder because they've got body armour and they seem to have better weapons than the AK-47s what Guero's men had mm-hmm. and you fight along and I found it there was this is where you get the shotguns, isn't it? Oh, the shotguns have been all the way th- through it. Like, it, um, you you find like um, there'll be like heavy guards that come in at various points, and they're always carrying a shotgun or something like that. Mm. It does it, it does something that the main Uncharted games do with combat, which I always kind of liked. It's one of the few aspects about the combat in the Uncharted games I did like, in that like in so so many you know first and third person shooter games, you'll have a gun. And you'll run around, and whenever you kill an enemy, it doesn't matter what gun they've got, you pick up their ammo, and it just happens to magically be the ammo for your gun. Yeah. Whereas in the Uncharted games, I liked how you have, like, there'll be, like, several different types of pistol. And if you've got a pistol and you kill someone with a different type of yeah. pistol, you can't pick up the ammo for that. You have to pick up that gun instead. Yeah, yeah I always liked that aspect of the, of the combat in the, the Uncharted games, and it carries through into this one as well. It just feels a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Even if the number of people that... Nate has to kill does not feel realistic (laughs) (laughs) 
the next chapter on beginning of the next chapter I think Sully's fallen hurt his leg you're climbing down that's right yeah and it, yeah funny enough I, but Sully's still with you because funny enough he just walks it off and he's limping well half limping that, the animation's not great anyway but there's a bit where it's very condensed very narrow and you've got you, what's coming at you is a number of um, mercenaries Dante's mercenaries there's a couple of shotgun men and because of the more armoured you're having to shoot more in the head rather than fire, than firing in the chest because they're like bullet sponges yeah I think it was certainly because it was a narrow so like corridor mm. as well like you didn't have much cover no. you think you had a rock on the on the left side yeah. and the, the shotgun there was like a couple of them coming at you like I think at one stage and you just had to I think I got through that to just dropping bombs on them and or not bombs but you know grenades yeah. sorry and oh that was yeah I remember that now that was a tough mm. tough section yeah, yeah because um, yeah, you pick up a grenade launcher, don't you? I think I killed myself a number of times because it was too, <laughs> yeah. it was too short. Yeah. It hit the rock or That's something. It. Um, that reminds yeah. me actually, because you know, when you talk about it on the rowing boat, you actually use Sully as um, he fires grenade shots off, doesn't he? You have to steer you, them. You are Sully as you the boat sort of like manoeuvres along and you're having to fire shoot guys off the river edge you know and you've only got a certain amount of ammo but you found that when you ran out of ammo it kept reloading this grenade launcher so you'd always get one back into your gun yeah and it wouldn't come it wouldn't come quick no, <laughs> no. It, wouldn't it would take it would take, it would take longer <laughs> but it was yeah, just yeah. it was just an interesting thing and then that scene and then Sully rests, doesn't he? Sully just goes, I ain't going on anymore. And it forces Drake to continue by himself. Drake fights more mercenaries, and it comes back to the start where it leaves you off, and it shots off. So it's that explosion, and you come to the entrance of Quivera. I think Drake rescues Chase here, and she's insisting that they continue, doesn't, doesn't she? While he just wants to leave now, that's it. He's had a He's, yeah, he's, he's had done. Enough, yeah, he's done. But yeah, she won't have any. No, no. But like any good old, you know, adventurer, you know, he is twisted. You know, she twists his arm, makes him go, and he uses the amulet to open the gate to open the big temple. And this is where you cross an underground lake with her. This is the other, another one of the rowing sections. It's another. It's a second rowing section. So it's a woman yeah. with her in it. Um, along the way, you're having to pick up some treasure. You know that shines. If you click, if you just sail past it, it allows you to pick up. Isn't it here that you find men ahead of you as well? There's men everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the there's, place. There's just respawning yeah. everywhere. I mean, he must have had about a quarter of a million men at this stage. <laughs> he could have taken over the works. <laughs> he just wasted his time. I know. He spends the time chasing after Chase and Drake. And you think, why don't you just go take yeah. over the government? Come on. just. just <laughs> what was the original intention? It wasn't this gold. It was just, you know to be the leader but he just seemed to take it very personally so yeah I think he was on a vendetta at this stage you know to make sure you know that's it isn't it so they find the corpse of Esteban who's been sacrificed by Marcus 
And this is where we discover that the gold is radioactive. So we're in this place with all this gold in an underground temple. And all this gold is basically radioactive. And they, they realise that the Quaverian population has died out from radiation poisoning. And Denisa, the part of the that cult, the city... Sidades. The city Sidades, um Sacrificed Esteban in his scouting party before deliberately misleading Conedo in order to prevent them from looting the irradiated gold. So he was protecting people, so they didn't want the gold to get out. Um, and this, and here you've got the return of Dante, haven't you? Mm. And like a typical businessman, he does not give a shit about the consequences. Yeah, you think like it's radioactive? Let's get the hell yeah. out of here! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, lads. <laughs> yeah, when they realised that it was basically medieval Chernobyl, yeah. why didn't everyone just say, "No, I'm done." That's it. It's not worth it. I mean, <laughs> if I was Drake, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, as soon as that Geiger counter goes off, do, 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 I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no amount of gold, no amount of radioactive gold is worth this. No. But it's, it's, it says here that uh, Dante arrives and reveals that he knew about yeah. the radiation. And he still wanted to sell the bloody thing at the oh, black market yeah. anyway. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a uh, businessman with no conscience, like typical, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, how he's, that's how he's got them snakeskin shoes oh, that's on. It. Well, he's not going to handle the... Co- he's, he's not going to handle the gold himself, is he? He's going to pay, of course he's not, pay no. some... <laughs> local population you handle the gold um, split up and sell it into the wider world and I'll just have all the money rolling in and all of a sudden mm. all these people are dying because of irradiated gold only in games <laughs> yeah <laughs> even if this was a James Bond movie James Bond would have just done a runner man <laughs> yeah Indiana Jones would have run off as well yeah uh, <laughs> he wouldn't have he would have got into a fridge <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> escaped the radiation in a fridge oh that's bringing up horrible memories of that film I don't think it tells you why it got irradiated gold it just that it's radiated yeah yeah it's never maybe explained. that's why it's there yeah. in the first place because it was radiated so um Basically, here you get your first boss fight, isn't it? Because here you beat Dante up um, using Mark's favourite method of swiping the screen <laughs> with the face. You have a fist oh, fight. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't scroll down quick enough, you get hit yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, this is quite prolonged yeah. as well, like beyond the point of being fun, yeah. at least for me. It is a long one, isn't it? And um, yeah. I found the ending unsatisfying. Well, this bit here, because you beat him, mm. and then he just falls on his ass, and then you walk off, and it goes to the next chapter. And I kept thinking he's going to come back. He's going to come back. Yeah, with a vengeance, but he doesn't. I don't know if no. he just sits there with his gold, you know, cuddling it like Gollum or something, you know, like the One Ring. <laughs> yeah. but- <laughs> <laughs> but he just Drake leaves him there and then but he does set the explosives off and sort of traps him in there because he traps a girl but I was like come on you're on your ass be a be a typical villain where am I going to fight you again 
you know. And yeah, basically, Dante just shouts at him, verbally ad- admonishes him for valuing principles above money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, How dare you have principles? <laughs> you can't. You value don't value money. That's why Drake is still a poor explorer. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's yeah. That's it. He's poor. Unlike he ain't got his snakeskin shoes. You know. So no. and this is where Chase de- de- detonates for explosives, isn't it? She, he won't do it. Drake won't do it because it's like he's he's got a history with Dante, and it sort of shows him this. Uh, you know, despite killing loads of guys, you know, with his gun, he just can't push a button to trap. Yeah, Dante. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll he'll indiscriminately murder dozens and dozens of guards <laughs> who he's, he doesn't know anything about. But there's one person who he knows is a terrible person and has double-crossed him numerous times. He just can't bring himself to kill him. Yeah, but he's not, he's not even going to kill him, in, in, you know, directly. He's going <laughs> to shut the, the cave down and, and blow it up. So Yeah. I know, yeah. I mean, mm. all right, I'm just going to bring it up. I don't have a big problem with Drake killing it because it's part of video game if you think about it as video gamers we are the biggest mass murderers in history in terms of yes. things we have killed I bet you've killed hundreds and hundreds of creatures people whatever in Overwatching the last week yeah <laughs> <laughs> well my bullet kill count is very high my bullet count is very yeah. high compared so, to my kill count yeah yeah <laughs> I'm a sprayer <laughs> <laughs> why is there such a big problem with Drake killing is it because he's a nice guy and he's, he's witty, but I think I think he's, he, he's he's you know even though he's in this business and you know he's in the wrong business, I think people want to feel that he's still got a heart, and you know all these killings haven't made his heart stone. I mean, that's never been that was never a problem in um, the Indiana, Indiana Jones no. films. I mean, Indiana Jones ends up killing lots and lots of people in often quite gruesome ways, pushed them into propeller blades of <laughs> planes or throwing them into rock-crushing machines and things like that, or ramming entire vehicles full of people off the edge of a cliff. Uh, and no one really had a problem with that, and he's still, you know, a character who's shown to have a, have a mm. heart and have some feelings, at least. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's what they call ludo-narrative dissonance, mm. isn't it, where uh, it's, it's not as apparent in the Uncharted games as it is in, say, the Tomb Raider uh, reboot where Lara Croft is shown... Well, I, I've, I've talked about this on the show before um, when we talked about that game. Right the, the quite near the beginning, she's forced to kill someone and is visibly shaken up by the fact that she's taken someone else's life, but then within half an hour, she's she's murdered mm. dozens of people. <laughs> um, it's less apparent in the Uncharted games, but in comparison to, uh, say, something like... Um, the last of us i know it's kind of an unfair comparison but in that joel kills lots of people but he does it because he has to do it to survive and he's not a particularly nice Mm. person anyway um but no i've no i never had a huge problem with it the only problem i had with it is the fact that the shooting's never been particularly good Mm. um especially so in this game uh and the sheer number of guys that you have to gun down um i I had the same problem as well uh, as you colin with uh I sprayed a lot of bullets all over the place without, without hitting anything because I couldn't get anything on target. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was one point when there was a guy standing about, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away in game and I emptied an entire clip of a, <laughs> of a handgun and didn't hit anything. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that one. <laughs> it's difficult to do in a lot of games, but I've always liked when games have given you the option to not do mm. that. Like... The example I always give is is one of the one of the trophies or, or achievements in the game that I've had the most fun getting was in Dishonored, uh, getting the Clean Hands mm. trophy, uh, in which you had to play through the entire game without killing anyone, even the assassination targets. All of them, you had the option of uh, subjecting them to a fate worse than death rather than actually killing them. Uh, and I've always liked having a game where you have the option to not kill people and from what i understand in uncharted 4 you can get through quite a lot of the combat sections not gunning your way through just sneaking your way through being a little bit more stealthy um uncharted on the whole doesn't really give you that option um but i've got no problem with it not fitting the character because i don't know it it doesn't doesn't jar with his character particularly yeah he's a he's a cheeky rogue with a heart of gold um but you know he's still going to gun down some some armed guards because to be honest, in most of those situations, it's him or them. So, trap Dante. Then they start to escape, um, and Guerra turns up, and this is one where he's got a rocket launcher. Naturally, uh, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as it as it is, you know, he just managed to pick one up. Um, Chase is trapped underneath a column. She's got a leg trapped and knocked unconscious, and. This is essentially you have to is it jump around a number of sections and well you get into a fist fight with him, don't you? And you have to trick trick him into charging onto a burning bridge. You do, but beforehand you do have to sort of like jump around a number of platforms. He's he's firing at you at the, at the same time. Yeah, you yeah. have to get up to him. Yeah, yeah, and you have to. Yeah, yeah, that was a pain. Yeah, as well. <laughs> I, I, f- <laughs> I found some of the um, jumping sections in this last five or six chapters quite annoying because some of them mm. were a bit difficult to find and a bit pain in the ass to find and just you know like leap behind you go left go right and it's just like and you're always being fired upon by um, these mercenaries and Guero's men and we just seem a never ending so- it seemed very combat heavy these last six to eight chapters compared to the rest mm. of the game. This was really more like a trial and error. You you know, you went, you did mm. this, you got killed, you went back, you tried it a different way. So it was a real trial and error type of aspect of this game. The last few sections were uh, tedious, to say the least. Yes. Yeah. That's been saying it yeah. nice, by the way. It's almost like feel that they rushed it, you know... You know, we've got a mm. deadline to meet. Right, we need to get this game ready for the launch of Vita. Right, how do, do we want to put any more puzzles in? No, just throw hundreds of bad guys in. <laughs> right, more bad guys, more bad guys, yeah. and we'll have it, have it like that. So eventually, after jumping around and vo- avoiding the rocket launcher, you get into another fist fight with Guerra. God, this was horrible. This was more <laughs> horrible than. Then, then Dante's fight. This was oh, yeah. Genie. I I I reckon I, I I must have had to redo this about twelve, wow. fifteen times probably, hmm. and that was uneasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have completed it on the hardest difficulty as well to get the platinum. Oh, yeah, 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 Jesus, yeah. But it's yeah. but the time I got to the crushing, I had I must have played it about four or five times, so I knew what was coming. <laughs> 
No. Ignorance isn't always yeah. bliss either. It doesn't change, does it? <laughs> no. It doesn't change. It's, a, it's the same sequence no. of no. Um, yeah. Yeah. swishes of your finger to um, defeat him. Um, and like I say, you, you eventually trick him to fall down through, through a bridge to his death with the sword. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it felt a bit of um, anticlimax with those two fist fights it just seemed like Dante fist fight and maybe you should have done something a bit different with Guerra but you know the thing about that I would love to see in an Uncharted game I would love to see Drake coming out with a wad full of cash after a mm. wad full of treasure you know he uh, most of them he just ends up oh I got a little trinket here or a little trinket there you know you just you just love him to see going yeah I've done it this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, I made yeah. it big it's like you know only fools and horses you know <laughs> even they got rich in the end and what's interesting about this game there was no supernatural element oh yeah, hmm. yeah. there yeah. usually is isn't there right, yeah. Yeah. yeah there is yeah there's always something lurking in the background you know hmm. some sort of su- you know, hmm. superstition or some sort of yeah, there was mm. nothing like that. Yeah, that's because a good point, actually. when you first meet the um, dead Quiverans, don't you? You meet the de- dead Spanish people. I sort of expecting, oh, we're going to fight zombies at the end of this game. Or some form of um, yeah, yeah. supernatural being that, you know, they've been, yeah. well, when you discover it's irradiated gold, but maybe just turn, you know, these monsters have been irradiated so long that they're there, emancipated, coming at you. But you actually f- just fight mercenaries, and that's it. And um, we actually cut the supernatural elements out of the game, which made it quite more interesting and maybe slightly disappointing because it seemed to be, you know, supernatural seems to be part of the um, Uncharted philosophy. Like the blue guys in Uncharted, is it Uncharted yeah, 2? At the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you free chase by swiping up, don't you? Because you managed. To uh, <laughs> <Is> that easy? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Why you couldn't do that in the first place? You would have just legged le- it. Didn't have yeah. to fight. Didn't have to fight the bad boy then. Superhuman Drake with his super forearms. You know, I've got this um, super strength. <laughs> yeah. Who managed to lift this massive heavy column off her? Um, and yeah. they escape to yeah. the surface, and there they meet Sully again, who just managed to get the helicopter. Handily. Um, (laughs) If he's not getting a helicopter, he's getting a plane. If he's not getting a plane, he's getting a boat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that must be the description on his business cards is like, uh, there's transport logistics. (laughs) Planes, trains, and automobiles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he hasn't done it. He hasn't done a car yet. No. (laughs) I don't think. No, but there's a Jeep section in Uncharted 4, so I'm presuming that he found the, the Jeep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But he get so remember, he actually says, Well, I'm gonna give a helicopter. Um but you need to clear kill all the men so that I can get right. it. Right. So <laughs> that level yeah, that level is like you have to clear all the men out so Scully can get the Sully can get the helicopter. Oh yeah, cheers, you know, thanks, you just stay up here. <laughs> I'll do all the work. I don't know how they're still friends, man. Yeah, it's a very unbalanced friendship. Yeah, <laughs> because he he comes out still smoking cigars all the time, doesn't he? Yeah, where does he find these cigars? <laughs> <laughs> and he's always got some woman because there's, there's mentioned as they first meet, you know, as we're talking through, 
that he left some nurse or something in whatever city Drake found him in. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a ladies' man. man. <laughs> yeah. So... And poor old Drake doesn't seem to get the ladies that much, does he? But he does, he, he gets chase. Yeah. yeah, I suppose, yeah, but... You know, but presumably not for very no. long because then she doesn't pop up in any no. other games. No. But, you know, it does get her at the end and there's that romance implied as well. And mm. she makes a new start because she gets rid of the amulet, what she found so important at the beginning of the game. You know, that was only linked to her granddad. And yeah, well, she says it, it belongs in hell. <laughs> <laughs> He throws it into the jungle. Yeah, well, she doesn't care. She got her man in the end. At first, when you first meet her, there's a suggestion that she's double-crossing Drake, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. You can't trust her. Yeah, yeah. Not at first, first, no. no. But eventually, you know, she comes good. And that is the end of the game. So, did everyone enjoy it? Overall? Yeah, I did. Apart from the balancing acts on the well obviously you did because you played through <laughs> yeah god knows how many times uh, to I get the like platinum to torture myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see I, I i enjoyed the game not as much as uncharted 2 or 3 but it was one of the more enjoyable i guess you called it a triple a vita game mm. that i've played I, I played through it a couple of times and i will probably play through it again in the future but there's absolutely no way that I'd play it to the point where I'm hunting down all the treasures mm-hmm. and playing through on the hardest difficulty just to get the platinum trophy. I didn't enjoy it that much. And yeah, like we've said over the course of the episode, I had a lot of problems with a lot of the, a lot of the little Vita specific mechanics that they threw in, um, just to show off the, 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 the six axis mm. and the touchscreens and whatnot that I, stuff that I found incredibly annoying, but not enough to sour my view of the game. The same as I didn't like the shooting either, and there's a lot of shooting, but again, not enough to like say that I wouldn't recommend this game. Because I would, like, if, if, if you got a Vita or have access to a Vita, um, and have access to this game, like I picked it up when it was on PS Plus. I, I don't know how much it is now. You could probably pick it up dirt cheap, but I'd recommend playing through it, especially if you're a fan of the of the main Uncharted games, because on the whole, those little gimmicks aside, it plays like an Uncharted yeah. game, and it plays like a solid Uncharted game. It doesn't feel like a knockoff cash in. And the characters were were very good as well. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I mean, they took a apart chance. They took a chance with introducing new characters, like apart from. Drake and and Sully, Sully, yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, apart from them too, there was uh, it was enjoyable. But I didn't think the bosses were evil enough, to be honest with you. No, no, not not particularly. Yeah, like you like you were saying, Aguero is just sort of like a cookie cutter mm. Latin American <laughs> general. Um, Dante was very one-dimensional as well, at least I thought. But, you know, Drake is Drake, and he was a good portrayal of Drake, and I really enjoyed Chase's character. Yeah. I thought she was a very well-rounded character. Yeah, I really mm. enjoyed the game, aside from the, those few little niggling problems. And the controls worked well, apart from the touchscreen. I don't think I used the climbing touches at all. Like I tried it once, and I was like, uh, no, can't be bothered. So just no. climbed with the usual thumbsticks or whatever. So I think I did it a few times when I was feeling lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just paint the path and then just 
sit and watch as, as Drake climbed up there. I think they done a good, great job anyway, considering it wasn't Naughty Dog that did it, you know. Mm. It wasn't, mm. you know, so, yeah. I think it's a beautiful game. It is a stunning-looking yeah. game, and it does showcase off the Vita in terms of its mm-hmm. power. I says I agree with totally all the points. It is, if you love Uncharted, you will enjoy this game. It is a self-contained story. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't, you know, the characters are true to themselves. It shows Drake has been maybe very intelligent who can look at one piece of evidence really quickly and decipher what's taken <laughs> a professor like all his lifetime to decipher and he just does it in like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, you know, you've got the banter with Sully, you've got, it, it does show Drake off by himself a bit, Chase is a well-written character. Um, mm. I thought maybe if I put Guerra as a mid-game baddie and you got rid of him before you get to the run the study, if you got rid of him there because it sort of lacks motivation for him to chase after you into the Quivera section, it would yeah. have been more better if had you fought Dante as the last villain. It maybe made it more personal. Yeah, it would have, yeah. As much as Dante was like a one-dimensional character, I thought he, it, it felt a lot more personal for the final showdown to have been between Drake and Dante rather than Drake and Linguero, like you say. Yeah. I think uh, some of these things might be a problem with the fact that, like, no offence to, to, to Bend, but they aren't Naughty Dog. They hadn't got Amy Hennig mm. and they hadn't got Neil Druckmann and people like that there to write mm. the story. She was overseeing everything. So Amy Hennig did oversee it, okay. Yeah, but Naughty Dog did oversee everything about this game, so yeah. they approved everything, the advising and making changes yeah. here. There. But they, they did the same with the book yeah. as well, uh, and I, I didn't read the book, but from the, the impression that I got from what you were, you know, the, the story that you explained, it is not of a quality that you would expect if Amy, Amy Hennig had been the writer mm, of that no. game. Pro, you know, it's, like I says, it's not going to... It doesn't really match up to what the Uncharted trilogy on the PS3 was at the time, in terms of... No, because that was like a pinnacle, yeah. especially too. Well, as a self-contained story, and they did make changes, they did... It was all... It's all done under you know, Night Dogs supervision, so they did make a really good job. It just felt... The villains, like you say, are very generic very mm. like oh we'll just oh we'll bring South American General number 22 in now <laughs> and uh, and it, it it didn't feel personal enough as I had made it Dante at least then you've got that sense of history with him and yeah, there was some sort of friendship there but mm. you know there was that betrayal and had you done that fist fight and had there been a bit, maybe a bit more emotion involved from you know like anger or whatever from Drake and you'd be maybe more powerful. I thought the set pieces were good for the Vita. I mean, they're not going to match the PS3 version because of the graphical power of um, the PS3. So you're not going to get all the train sequence. You're not going to get the airplane. You know, all these desert sequences, you're not going to get that. But what you got was was strong. Uh, If you love Uncharted, like I said, you will love this game. They are niggles, mm. like we said, with the light sensor putting up to the light. <laughs> <laughs> if we remastered this yeah. for the PS4, I would play it again. Yeah, I mean, even if they didn't do that, I will play through it again on the Vita because it's a it's a it's a bloody fine Vita game. It has got a few little 
problems with the, the like you're saying with the shoehorned in mechanics they could have done more with that relationship between um drake and, and dante and maybe pushed guero to the side yeah. a bit more um and given dante filled his character out a bit more and given that more emphasis so that when they do fight each other it has more weight because as it is in the game it's not it doesn't really feel particularly um impactful no but um these are all niggles these these are all niggling little things yeah they're just niggles it's like the game is good it's 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 good fun go play it yeah, I definitely. Yeah, yeah ideal for laps gamers. And the way they break down the chapters, the chapters are short, so you'd be able to play this on the bus, your journey to work, on the toilet, because some of them are really short. You know. Yeah, I mean it's what thirty something chapters, and the game. If you push through, just play through, just play through it, and, and don't go hunting for secrets and things like that. It'll take you about ten hours to play. So that breaks up into nice little chunks. Highly recommended. You know, we've we have pointed out the faults, but it. It is good. We've also had uh, audio from another LGR member, Adam, uh, who is currently on holiday at the moment, so can't join us. But he's been uh, uh, been kind enough to send in the message as well. So uh, here's Adam his, with his thoughts on the game. Hi guys, sorry I can't be with you today. This is Adam. I'm out living real life adventures with my dad, fishing and stuff. But whilst I was by the riverbank, not catching fish, I had a chance to reflect on my experiences with uh, Uncharted: Golden Abyss. I, I've come to it having played 1, 2 and 3, I haven't played 4 because I don't own a PS4 of course, but I've come to it having played those games and this is a very serviceable version of Uncharted, it's perfectly fine. I think in light of 2 and 3 it kind of suffers by comparison. If you'd only played 1 this game's very comparable, set in a similarly uh, repetitive forest island, tropical forest sort of setting, it has you doing a lot of linear paths around levels much like Uncharted did. What does interest me though is this is one game that pretty much nails the touchscreen stuff. There's examples of um, the charcoal rubbings, really like that, think it's clever, don't see any problem with it. The touchscreen climbing is brilliant because I find this climbing in Uncharted a bit frustrating. There's no peril to it. I actually argue I prefer the climbing in in like the modern remake of Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Uncharted is there very functionally just to get around, there's very little peril, risk. Uh, so just being able to use the touch screen, mark your path up and then just wait for Nathan to get up there is pretty cool. Um, it's one of those where you have to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit because boy can Nathan Drake climb. <laughs> He's all over the place and this, yeah. this game seems to revel in having those times when you're shooting and using cover that you have climbed up onto. So there's one particular relatively late game scene where you are clambered up onto some ruins that are like horizontal across a large area and the enemies are shooting at you and Nathan is just there, one hand shooting away at them, popping between all the cover and stuff. You have to kind of forget it's a video game and it's kind of dumb, but still enjoyable. Things I don't like to use is the Vita features is that log walking. I don't know of a single time when that has ever worked in a game. Um, Numerous games use it. Luigi's Mansion 2 used it, for example. It's just not a good mechanic having to rock a console and you never get, certainly on a charge, you never get that, it takes you a while to get that feeling of how much you need to be tilting, even which way you need to be tilting. It doesn't quite make it clear. Um, But still, those bits are few and far between. In terms of plot, it's your usual quasi-paranormal adventure 
there's a few things I don't think they're paranormal. They kind of missed out. One of your, I guess he's a frenemy within the plot. He falls pretty far and he's thought to be dead yet somehow survives. And at that point I was kind of like, okay, this game is going for stupid. Kind of doesn't ever cross that bridge. The final part I really like about this is, um, but also a bit of a disappointment is, it, Uncharted games do like to take you to different locations throughout the game. So it's quite interesting. Uncharted 2, is what, uh, 3 did it with the Irish pub. I've seen bits of 4 where it's in like a ballroom. And this one does it where you go back to a bar and meet up with an old friend and stuff. It's a bit disappointing, none of those bits are playable and you end up back in the forest before long. But it's still a cool addition nonetheless. Helps to ground the world a bit. That is something somebody would do, you know? He's, it's midway through the game, something and it's been a twist. Um, Jake's had a bit of a rough ride, he goes to a bar for a drink, having heard from his friends. It's pretty cool all around. It nails all the uh, the points you'd expect it to. There's a house on fire in there. There's all the exploration stuff. There's picking up all the collectibles. One of the collectibles I didn't really understand until much later was the card things. I thought there was some hidden card game I found out, but it turns out perhaps it's never fully explained, but it might be me being stupid. But I think that's uh, part of the uh, second, a separate game, Fortune Card Hunter that's on Vita, if that's the case, and that's pretty cool, I guess. Synergy between games. Um, that's it from me, guys. So, I'm going to leave you. I'm by this riverbank. Fish on. Bye. I only agreed to come on this podcast because I thought Adam was going to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's just, that sounded so wrong last time. <laughs> oh, we're good to work on it. Yeah. Uh, we'll have you both on again in the future. So, thanks for that, Adam. Uh, we've also had in uh, uh, another audio clip from uh, listeners to the show, uh, Connor McCurvy. Uh, here he is with his thoughts on the game. Good evening, gentlemen. It's Connor here. Just wanted to leave you a quick message with regards to Uncharted Golden Abyss, as I understand you'll be talking about it. I would have loved to have joined you, but I'm actually going to be busy tomorrow when you're recording, so I thought I'd give you a little bit of my thoughts on the game. Hopefully I'm echoing some of the thoughts you've had yourself and uh, maybe add a little bit something new. So I got it as a launch game with my uh, release day Vita and I was really, really impressed with it. Given the the visuals and the level of story within it on a portable game, it was something I'd never seen before. Any issues? Well, there are quite a few. It has some really clever innovations, such as the, the touching the screen to climb in directions. That works really well. The use of the gyroscopes, where you can actually, when you get to the camera, you can stand up and turn around and aim the Vita as if you were pointing a camera to take photos. That's a very clever idea and sadly wasn't really utilised. There's a lot of use of the touchscreen, but at times it's used as if it's trying to be a tech demo for the Vita. It's like, oh, let's use the gyroscopes. Let's use the touchscreen so you've got to wipe away to reveal these clues. And then you get to the camera. Let's use the camera by, by shining a light to reveal a specific puzzle. Not doable if you're playing in a dark room. Jarrah's being used to aim. Works alright, but not the most practical when you're trying to aim down a sniper scope and playing on crushing. The story is good. It's a nice 
background to to what's been told in the the further uncharted games it's a nice prequel story gives you a bit more insight into nathan drake and victor sullivan so it's quite a, a nice touch there's the settings are, are impressive and do feel very uncharted it just is a bit long and it's got some clever clever touches such as the machete using that as a touch screen to swipe and take people out nice idea of having Nia in there to be able to gather up your treasure sets all clever just really shoehorned in and it goes back again to the fact that it's bloody long I think there's about 34 chapters in it and for a portable game that's ridiculous that's that's a serious amount of game there but most of the controls transfer very well it feels very much like uh, an adaptation of Uncharted 2's controls but missing the level of impact that that story has all in all I think it's one of those games that showed great promise for the Vita and showed what the Vita could deliver. Sadly, very, very few games could match it in the sheer scale and scope and Sony didn't care enough about the Vita to try and produce more stuff. So it's a shame. It's going to be one of those forgotten gems, I think. It's it's one that if you're a fan of Uncharted and Nathan Drake, it's definitely one people should play, but you're going to need a Vita to be able to play it, and as we know, it didn't sell as well as it should. Seriously underrated console, and I think this is probably going to be one of the serious underrated games for it. Hopefully that's been helpful for you guys. Keep up the great work with the podcast. I'm a relatively new listener, but I do really like what you do. And take care. So that's Connor at VDJOMB signing off thank you bye thanks very much for that Connor Uh, he's also been kind enough to send us in an email Uh, he says I also wanted to say that I've just started listening and I really enjoyed what I heard from episode 16 I was a massive fan of Loco Roco on the PSP and would highly recommend the first two games but Loco Roco Cocorecho is not really the same as the PSP games Uh, that's the game I was talking about in a recent episode that absolutely bonkers game that came out on uh, PS Plus for PS3 recently um, he says, I love the crazy music that layers in the more Loco Rokos you collect. Thanks for including it in the background. I bought, uh, it brought back fond memories. Uh, the use of the six axis worked really well, so much that I played the game for hours, shaking the pad to launch them from the cannon, got me some odd looks from my roommate when she walked in to see me furiously thrusting my pad up and down. <laughs> 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 Uh, he goes on to say, I played super odd screensave game to death when I picked it up on release. I think at one point I was in the top 10 in the world on the speedrun scoreboard when I expected, but I expect I've been dumped well down the picking order. I heartily agree with your opinions on Hitman Go, a fab little puzzle game that kept me glued to my PS Vita unit. I got the platinum and can't wait for Lara Croft Go to come to it soon. Thanks again. I'm off to catch up on your previous episode whilst playing Uncharted 4 multiplayer. Well, thanks very much for that, Connor. Um, I played a little bit of the Uncharted multiplayer when that came out, when the, when the beta came out, and it was kind of fun. Have, have you played any of that, Cole? Uh, no, I think I played the tutorial, <laughs> and then I just went, uh, can't be arsed. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like, it, anyway, it was in, to be honest, I downloaded it because I wanted to see what Uncharted 4 would look like on PS4 um, more than anything. I've never really been much of a fan of the Uncharted multiplayer games. Um, they're fun little distractions for a while. But uh, I, I don't think I'll be playing much when when I get when I finally get hold of the full game.
but that's that's not what you get an Uncharted game for anyway, really. It's just kind of there to... Because <laughs> people always complain. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the price point was for uh, Golden Abyss when it came out, but people have always complained about how Uncharted games are like 40, 50 quid and then last 12 hours. And so I guess they put the multiplayer in to try and expen- extend the lifespan a little bit to try and deter people from trading them in. But I don't. they don't really have much of a lifespan, do they? I think us gamers are very fickle-minded. Well, I'll speak for myself, <laughs> sorry. After after <laughs> insulting you two gentlemen, now I'll speak for myself. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think we... You don't, you, don't, you, you get what you get out of, out of your game and then you either keep it or you trade it in, you know. That's just, mm. it's like a movie, you know. You just keep the ones the special ones and then you just trade the rest of them in you know? yeah although i haven't traded in the game myself in a while i try and i well, I buy a lot of games digitally so i can't trade them in and the ones i get physically i just i don't know i kind of like having a collection i like having a collection yeah i just like mm. i'd like a bigger house to go with the collection you know like to shout out why not wizards the board gaming podcast by calling in um, rich for suggesting us on big up friday and promoting us around and just being really good blocks they do a great podcast and i've got a uh, new po- their new show came out today which is on my phone waiting to be listened to thanks a lot uh, yeah i just like to give a shout out to my friend justin who makes me go on his podcast every week called last save loaded and uh, he he tries to help the aged, so I think that's what he does it for. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, and thanks for having me, lads. It was a it was a it was really enjoyable and a great pleasure. Yeah, brilliant. And yeah, glad yeah, to have you. you. Was that um, Justin uh, at on your six? That's at on your on six. Twitter. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've played Battlefield with him a number of times. The man who likes to pronounce his T's and dot his eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always very well spoken when we're playing Battlefield. As opposed to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're more than welcome back anytime. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love listening to the podcast as well. Great. great. Yeah. We'll have to get you on with uh, Adam sometime. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Please. We can lock you two in your room, you know, like <laughs> by special you know, by special. If you request. two want a special podcast to yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Laps gamers bring. <laughs> we did, we did, <laughs> we did a year of shame yeah. together. So that's how I know him. So we'll have to have a reunion show. Yeah. So if you'd like to send us questions, uh, suggestions for new segments you'd like us to start doing, if you'd like to let us know what we're already doing that you like or don't like, or anything else you'd like us to read out on the show, then you can email us at lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can read our blog at lapsgamerradio.blogspot.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at lapsgamer. Uh, you can like our Laps Gamer Radio Facebook page and add yourself to the Laps Gamer Radio community. Uh, you can find all our podcast episodes to stream or MP3 download at our Podbean web address. That's uh, lapsgamerradio.podbean.com. Uh, also, please be so kind as to subscribe and review Laps Gamer Radio on iTunes. You can check out Laps Gamer uh, YouTube channel for additional content, of which you'll find my first of many, many videos of Overwatch, first of which I uploaded today. Uh, remember, do let us know if you'd like to be on a future episode with us. 
and uh, all at least is to say uh, thanks for listening and goodbye bye bye bye